Hello and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. Our top story today, a local theater company for people with disabilities. I'm Gary Scott and today is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Other stories in the morning brief today, Bay and Ridge streets in Glens Falls are surveyed for potential bike lanes, a new invasive vine species noted in the Adirondacks, the village of Fort Edward seeking grant funding for building redevelopment, and a former Queensbury High School student who has now written her fifth novel. But first, before we get into our stories, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Glens Falls today could be the perfect solution. Our goal is to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent our community, and what better way to do that than by helping to spread the word about the great local businesses in the greater Glens Falls area. For example, I would like to say a quick thank you to one of our community partners, Dorasio Peterson Law Firm, and they're down in Saratoga Springs. They believe in educating individuals about their legal rights, empowering them to stand up for those rights and guiding them toward the right decisions in difficult situations. And if you own a business in the area as well, you could advertise with us on our website or even right here with me on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com and thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. Representatives from Bike Glens Falls have studied the possibility of adding dedicated bike lanes on Bay and Ridge Streets in the downtown business district. According to the Post-Star, Bike Glens Falls representatives Eddie Gaddy and Nora Bell Greenberger told the Common Council last week that there is a lot of local interest in adding bike lanes. Greenberger called it a great way to connect people to downtown, adding that people are also interested in connecting to the Warren County Bikeway and other recreational amenities. The two representatives said that data was collected for Bay and Ridge Streets regarding traffic flow during the weekdays and weekends, as well as the availability of on-street parking. The traffic patterns were observed multiple times in order to get an average. They observed Saturday and Sunday morning as well in consideration of the churches that are on that route. The study concluded that Bay Street had the most potential for a bike lane because of the parking situation. Greenberger said, quote, There is potential to look at a bike lane with parking to one side of the roadway because of the low parking demand, and there is side street parking available as well. Gadding presented the Common Council with road width measurements for both curb to curb and lane width on both Bay and Ridge Streets. He said that they had been referencing the New York State Department of Transportation for guidance about proper road measurements, saying, quote, Bay Street is about 40 feet wide and the lanes are about 11 and a half feet wide, which is what DOT would use to design a roadway. Ridge Street was slightly narrower, with the average width being 37 to 38 feet. Parking for Ridge Street was also in lower demand, with 95% of parking spots being below Washington Street, according to Gaddy. The Post-Star reports Mayor Bill Collins said he was interested in connecting Greenberger and Gaddy with Community Development Director Patrick Dowd and the City Engineer Jeremy Schnabel to share the information they had collected. They are now looking into the process of paving the sidewalks and are part of the Economic Development Committee which is considering applying for a complete streets grant that would incorporate these ideas. This month, another invasive plant in the Adirondacks has been highlighted as a threat to vegetation. According to News 10, the plant in question is the invasive Asiatic Bittersweet, a deciduous vine that has been found at locations around the Adirondacks by the Adirondack Park Invasive Plant Program. Now the Invasive Plant Program is warning residents to keep an eye out this month for signs of the vine. The plant can wrap around tree trunks, girdling them and killing everything above the girdle point. It also shades lower vegetation, depriving it of much needed sunlight. 
One issue in identifying invasive bittersweet is that it resembles another, much less problematic form of the same plant. The difference between American and invasive varieties can be noted in their berries. Native bittersweet berries grow in clusters at the ends of the vines, while the invasive variant's fruit comes in all along the stem. Spotters should also look for dark brown striated bark. The advice on what to do if you find an invasive plant is the same no matter what kind it is. Report it. According to News 10, invasive plant sightings can be reported to IMAP Invasives NY Online. And this plant is not the only invasive species that has been highlighted so far this year. As I reported last week, Warren County has put out a warning regarding the Emerald Ash Borer, an invasive insect that lays eggs in ash trees, leading to tree death within three years. Signs of the Ash Borer have been found in Lake George and Queensbury. Now before I get to our top story, I want to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we hope to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. Last year, Andy O'Rourke founded a theater company built on the mission of giving roles and opportunities to people like himself, a disabled adult with a love for the stage. Now News 10 reports that mission is underway, but there's always more to do in lifting up those who want to show what they're capable of. O'Rourke's project is All Abilities Productions, a theater company for blooming performers with physical or mental disabilities. The company has been raising money since last summer for its first planned production, and this month they launched an online store as a new way to gather support. The All Abilities Productions logo can now be worn on t-shirts and sweaters purchased through their online store. All proceeds from garment sales go directly toward the company's first season, including script and operational costs and more. O'Rourke wrote, quote, We are running this fundraiser to allow the community to work on stage or backstage in a theatrical production, regardless of their ability or disability. As with any endeavor, it takes capital. We hope this fundraiser will be successful and the monies raised will help with operational costs to launch future events and productions. The company's set goal is to sell 50 items. As of Wednesday last week, 15 had been sold and $150 raised. The ultimate goal is to hold a debut show with a small cast of around six actors and to find the right venue to perform. Upon the announcement last year, the company also launched a GoFundMe page which as of now has raised $1,660 of its $5,000 goal. The Fort Edward Village Board held a public hearing last Wednesday on the subject of its application for Restore New York funding to redevelop the dilapidated property at 138 and 140 Broadway. The Post-Star reports these attached buildings have been vacant and foreclosed upon by Washington County after more than 15 years of neglected maintenance and repairs, according to the resolution. Mayor Matthew Traver said the village sought funding in the sixth round of Restore New York State grants, however Fort Edward did not have control of the properties at the time. The buildings were still owned by the bank, and Washington County took over the property and made the village whole on the taxes. Now, the village is seeking funding in the seventh round. Traver compared these circumstances to another recent case in Fort Edward, the property at 354 Broadway that sat vacant for 13 years until Market 32 opened in 2017. He said, quote, It looks like we're going to pay them back the funds of the sale of the property, like the town did with the Grand Union property for Market 32. Traver said that the back taxes on the Broadway property could be wiped by the county with an agreement, again like what was done with the Grand Union. 
Traver said officials from Empire State Development, which administers the Restore New York program, spoke with the village and said that these buildings seem to be a good fit for funding. The Post-Star reports Jim Thatcher of CT Mail Associates in Glens Falls said the ballpark estimate for the project to rehabilitate the building is $400,000 to $600,000. He said the village was likely to benefit from the grant by applying for a smaller amount. The maximum a municipality can apply for with the Restore New York grant is $2 million. And finally, this is a very cool story if I say so myself. Michaela B. graduated from Queensbury High School in 2010, and she has now written her fifth novel. According to our own Kate Haggerty, up until her success as a writer, Michaela worked as a teaching assistant and waitress. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, B. had a golden opportunity to start writing. Her first book, The Lake House, was written during the first year of the pandemic. All of her books are thrillers set in the region between Lake George and Burlington, Vermont. Her latest book, Hazardous Conditions, involves a serial killer in Lake George, and mentions both Warrensburg and Bolton in the plot. One of the main characters is modeled after Michaela's real-life sister, who likes to ride horses. In the plot of the book, the characters travel to a remote horse barn during a blizzard, and the plot twists and turns during their travels back home. Outside of writing, Michaela also works part-time at a doggy daycare center. And her fans will be happy to hear that her writing career has only just begun. Her next book will be the first in a three-part series called the Wedding Nightmare series. Michaela's books are available in paperback on Amazon for $13.99 and also digitally on Kindle Unlimited. Michaela says she enjoyed her time in the Queensbury schools and has particularly fond memories of fifth grade. And Michaela also encourages anyone with an interest in writing to go ahead and try it. She said, quote, If I had any clue a couple years ago that people I've never met in my life would be reading my books and telling me it was their favorite book of the year, I would have never believed them. And with that, I suddenly have a list of more new books to read. That is all I've got today for The Morning Brief. Again, I'm Gary Scott for Glens Falls Today, and as always, thank you for listening. Our goal for The Morning Brief is to provide you with quick and convenient access to the most important news around the greater Glens Falls area, so if you love the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow morning with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief.